0: So one of the techniques that you do is uh, something called mirroring. And yeah. uh, how is that? You call it the the closest thing to a Jedi mind trick. Oh, I love that. But tell me more. Tell the listeners a little bit about it and why it works.
1: Well, uh, you know, the black swan mirroring is not the mirror that you hear and also the nonsense where, you know, if they put their hand to their chin, you put your hand to your mm-hmm. chin. If they lean to one side, you lean to the same side. This is not body language mirroring. You know, that's that doesn't even come from a great place. Mirroring um, is starting out by repeating the last one to three words of what the other person j- has just said. Has just said? Yeah, the last one to three words. See, I just married myself. Yeah. Last one to three-ish words. It could be one word, it could be three words. It is the least amount of thought, it's the simplest mechanism there is, You don't even have to contemplate somewhere in the dim recesses of your mind, no matter how startled and flummoxed you are by the insanity that's coming from the other side, you can pull out the last one to three words. And it's a great skill to use when someone has just said something that has just sort of so caught you off guard that you're just, you're just flummoxed. You don't know what to say. It's a, it's a great way to, give you time and contemplation without having the other side have any idea that's what you're doing. So it's great at getting you back on your feet. Now, what does it do to the other side? They want to talk some more. They love it. Not only do they want to talk some more, and and this is another example of how a black swan tool is a is a next level tool. If you didn't understand something that somebody just said, you'd probably say, what did you mean by that? Common, common guidance ask good questions, gather information. That's a, what question? What did you mean by that? What are they going to do? Quite likely, they're going to repeat what they just said with the exact same words, only louder, just like an American overseas. <laughs> yeah. I want, one those, I want a donut. You know, when you're pointing at a croissant in, in France, <laughs> give me that donut. <laughs> what? I don't it. You know, we say it again louder, <laughs> but we do that to each other because for whatever reason, the words that we've chosen, In our brain, make the most sense for our vernacular. Now, many times it's got to be reworded, and a mirror actually gets people to say the same thing in different words, and it will be more enlightening for you and for them. You know, my son Brandon is—he's got a great story, which I think is probably in the book. We're prepping to do a training, and we're trying to get the notebooks together. You know to me the uh, but when i say notebook i got one picture in my head and and he's got a different picture in his head now in his head a notebook is basically a, a folder um with pockets and that is not what we're supposed to be getting together and so i i ask him literally i say have you you know are the notebooks ready and he goes what do you mean by notebooks because he suspects that we're not on the same sheet of music so what do i do notebooks i say <laughs> the same word again only louder and it, we go through this three times until finally he mirrors me he goes notebooks and i go yeah three ring binders <laughs> and he's like look pal in my mind a notebook and a three ring binder are two distinct things And that's what the mirror does, you know, and, and he mirrored me and I, and I probably, I probably did calm down a little bit. So a mirror mirror is just repeating the last one to three ish words. A lot of people say, well, uh, can I repeat words that weren't just the last ones? And the answer is yeah. When you get good at it, then that mirror becomes a surgical tool that you can use all over the conversation to guide things. The other side doesn't even know you're doing it remember you don't get in life what's fair you get what you negotiate
0: if you want to become a better negotiator click the link in the description below so with mirroring and labeling what is the beauty of silence after you ask that question or miram or it sounds like it seems like it feels like or sounds yeah. like right yes yeah, si- silence it's so powerful
1: you know, that we've even changed the term in, in the book, we called it effective pauses. Now we call it dynamic silence. Um, you know, as the Black Swan method continues to evolve and as we learn this, you know, and, and silence really comes in, in several doses. You know, there's a half a breath, there's a moment, a moment's three seconds. And dynamic silence is when you just shut the front door, you shut the heck up and you start counting thousands to yourself and look at them. Now don't glare at them. You know, don't, don't, don't look like a serial killer when you're looking at them, but count one thousands. We had people that we've trained, um, who said, I've never counted past seven. I, I go expecting to go till Trevor. Some, some, most people never get past three. One person told us, and our, my company has literally coached thousands in all situations. One person told us they got the 45. Wow. Now that, that, that's some serious patience, but patience is a weapon. Dynamic silence brings things to you in a way that after a label or a mirror, that nothing else will. I mean, shutting the heck up, shutting the front door, dynamic silence. And, you know, here's the range of stuff we coached. When Brandon was 26, 27, he coached a $35 million difference in a merger. Got another coach, Derek. He coached a $20,000 settlement from an insurance company when they were required to give nothing. Statute of limitations was two weeks from running out in that case. It was December was the last time you tried to get anybody to do anything in December, let alone pay you 20 grand. They didn't have to pay. Settled that out. I mean, you know, the team has coached everything. It's,
0: it's actually kind of fun. I love that. The the three to five seconds is a long time in silence, especially looking at somebody either over the phone or eyeball to eyeball. That that time is is when you're not used to it. And it's the same with mirroring and labeling. When you're not used yep. to it, it gets uncomfortable. Yep. But the more that you use it to your advantage, the more comfortable you're going to get and the better you're yeah. going to get at it.
1: Yep. Yeah. And how do you get comfortable with it in your small stakes negotiations? You know, practice with your Starbucks coffee barista or whatever they call those people. <laughs> you know, your lift driver with your the checkout clerk at the grocery store. You are not going to do a 45-second countdown on dynamic silence in a negotiation where you got a lot of skin in the game. No one tries a skill and executes it successfully the first time in the championship event. No professional athlete who wins championships hasn't practiced and rehearsed when it didn't matter because that's how you get better
0: yeah professional athletes not just practice but visualize what they're Ah. doing so the same is true with what you're doing right critical
1: critical distinction and i know from the the way that you um use the term most people you know, they reenact what happened and how it went down. Or if they reenact it in their head, they imagine themselves losing their cool. But a visualization is taking the same tape and editing it. So that instead of losing your cool or remembering it, how it went down, you in, you visualize yourself doing it right. Like in the conversation where you got mad and screamed at somebody you go back and you envision yourself saying give me a day to think about this and then that's a rehearsal so i'm I'm really glad you brought that visualization up it's a key skill for of champions